Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with me today. Today we're going to be talking about the cycle of life, the cycle of death and rebirth. Everybody has to go through these cycles at many times in their lives, honestly. It's not just when you're born and when you die. Your whole life is full of the cycles of death and rebirth. But for many people, they can feel trapped within these cycles because a fear of change keeps them stuck. And maybe you're out there saying, I'm one of those people. Whenever I have change coming into my life, I resist it. It makes me afraid and then I feel stuck and then I start to self-sabotage. So if this is you, the good news is today we're going to be talking about how we can cope with and create balance in our lives when we are in the cycles of death and rebirth, what you can do to get through it, to live your best life, and to be as productive as you can so you don't get stuck in that fear-based thinking of avoiding change and resisting it, so that you can move on and discover that birth and new life brings about something beautiful. But before we get started, we have a word from today's sponsor, Hey everyone, I'm sorry to interrupt your show here, but there's a new podcast that has episodes with life-changing habit stories on it. Do you want to improve your life and do better? Then this would be a good podcast for you to check out. You're going to hear interviews from doctors, lawyers, and even a story from a man named Jimmy who weighed over 400 pounds and lost 200 pounds. Literally on his deathbed, had a family to take care of, and he changed his life for the better over a 10-year time frame and is now in better shape than people younger than him. All of this to help you with habits and how you can change your life over at iantolson.com. That's I-A-N-T as in Tom, O-L-S-O-N as in Nick.com. iantolson.com. Hear Jimmy's stories, plus get my ebook on habits over at iantolson.com. Cheers. All right, guys, so life is all about death and rebirth. That's just how it is. We're born into this world and eventually we will die. But in between that time frame, we have multiple cycles of things dying and being born again, whether it's relationships, it's jobs and careers, whatever. It can encompass many different things. But oftentimes what happens is that people get stuck in the fear of change and the what ifs and what's going to happen and things that are out of our control and they just get stuck there. And when you get stuck there, it can feel pretty miserable and it's not a great way to live your life because it's stagnant, it's not what we came here to do and it makes you feel unhappy with your life. So how can we move through these cycles with more ease and grace? This is what I want to talk about today. We've all experienced this. We've all had a death and rebirth at some point in our lives and multiple times in our lives. If you've gone through a divorce or a heavy breakup, if you've lost a job and had to find a new one, 
These are all examples of death and rebirth when it comes to your everyday life. Cycles are just a normal part of the human experience. But when it becomes difficult is when we tend to get stuck in the middle of them. Nobody ever wants to pull the death card, right? When you're doing tarot and someone pulls that card, it's like, oh, gosh, no. But honestly, the death card is a good card to get because what it represents is the death of things that are no longer serving you. And really, all it represents is transformation. Yeah, sometimes it's not transformation that we necessarily wanted. However, all transformation brings about an opportunity for us to live our best lives, to change what wasn't working, to shift, to redirect, and to move on a path that's better for us. The problem comes when you have a fear of change and this fear causes you to become stuck and you start to self-sabotage because instead of just going with the flow and allowing the transformation to happen, you want to try to control it. And if I've ever learned anything in this life, it is that there are many things that are out of your control and trying to control it is only going to make you miserable because you honestly don't have control over certain things. We don't have control over other people. We don't always have control over how and when things show up in our lives. And it's that, that uncertainty. That's the thing that brings about fear within people because we're human beings. We like to have certainty, right? We like the known, the familiarity. We want to have that. It's when we get into that area of the uncertainty, I don't know what's going to happen, that we allow ourselves to let our minds run away with us. And we create all kinds of situations in our head. And what it actually does is creates anxiety and fear And then we get stuck. So how do you know if you have a fear of the unknown? One way to tell is if you feel stuck or unhappy, but you avoid creating any kind of positive change. You stay in a failing relationship even though you really want to leave. You don't strive for the ideal career when you're miserable in the one you currently have. You have extreme anxiety about what's going to happen in the future. You have an inability to cope with life changes that are outside of your control. You refuse to stray from an everyday routine because you're uncertain of what will happen if you don't stick with it. You reject invitations to events, celebrations, to family or friends' homes. You feel nauseous or have indigestion when you think about change. You experience heart palpitations when you think about change. You find yourself shaking, sweating, or trembling, all at the thought of any kind of change in life. A change or a fear of change can also be related to fear of failure or a fear of success. It could also be related to self-doubt or worrying that you're going to upset others that they won't understand why you're doing what you're doing. And that's all understandable. Those are all very human qualities that we all have experienced at one point in time. Sometimes they come from our childhood and sometimes from past lives, and we have to deal with those. But sometimes there's constructive fear 
And then there's destructive fear. Constructive fear alerts us to possible threats, like keeping us safe from danger, right? Like I need to be making sure that when I walk alone, I have my keys out and ready. You're on high alert because you're trying to protect yourself. You're keeping yourself safe. But destructive fear will alert us to non-existent threats. There's no actual threat there, but our mind will tell us there is. And that can cause us to self-sabotage. Some of the symptoms of this destructive fear could be depression, anxiety, isolation, avoidance, stress, substance abuse, staying in unhealthy environments, staying in toxic relationships, or, and this is an extreme case that some people may even have suicidal thoughts. So how do you cope with this fear of the unknown and this fear of change so that you can experience the death of something to get to the rebirth part, the part that's really beautiful, the part that transforms us and helps us to understand that there was nothing to be afraid of all along. The universe had our backs the whole time. The universe was bringing about this change in order for us to become better than what we are right now. How do we get there? One of the things you can do is to journal about your fears. Journaling your fears helps you to shift them. And I'm going to say this again because I get this all the time. I always have clients who will say, I don't like to write. I don't want to journal. I get it. You don't have to write it down. Journaling is just a way of reflecting. And you can do that without writing a single thing down. When I used to have to drive an hour to and from work, I reflected on my day every day when I was on my way home. And that helped me to de-stress and decompress so that when I got home, I was not thinking about the school day and I didn't have to worry about it and it wasn't causing me to be in a bad mood. So I didn't take out my day on my children when I got home. You can journal internally by thinking about the things that you would write down. You don't actually have to write it out. You can even record yourself speaking about the fears that you have. Some people might want to do that if maybe they don't remember what they were thinking about. This is recording for you so you can go back later because our brains are filled with so many things. We forget what we were thinking about five minutes ago. So if you feel like your brain is that scattered, you may want to record yourself talking about it. But if not, you can simply think about your fears. What's causing the fear? What's it really about? Because it's usually about something different than we think it's about on the surface. Why am I really fearing all of these things? Well, I'm fearing getting a new job because I think I'm not going to be financially supported because there was a time in my life when I struggled financially and I'm relating it to that same time. Is that where the fear is coming from? And is it rational or is it irrational? Thinking about those things and journaling about those things can help you to understand what it is that's really holding you back. Meditation is also a great way. Again, this is all about going inward and reflecting Self-reflection is really, really important because it allows us to tap into what's really going on. We can attune to what we really want and need in life and understand that change 
is coming in to help bring us closer to what we really want in life, even if at the time it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. Because change can mean that we lose someone in our life that maybe we really wanted in our life. It can mean that we lost the job we thought we really wanted. What we can't always understand is that there's a divine plan for our lives and there's divine order and there's divine timing and everything does work out the way that it's supposed to, but it's hard for us. I had a conversation with my son the other day and I I felt so bad because he said to me, I'm just so tired, had so much to deal with in my life and he's not even in his late 20s, right? He's in his early 20s. He hasn't even become a true adult yet, really, in my mind. And he's had to deal with so much. And I said, I understand and I I get it. I really do. But this doesn't mean that your whole life is going to be like this. Yeah, you've had a rough start. But what's it teaching you? It's making you stronger. It's teaching you a lot of valuable lessons, even though if we had the choice, we wouldn't want to learn them that way. Instead of looking at all of the negative things, we need to see what is this transformation and change bringing us. I didn't look at having a divorce when I was 24, 25. I didn't look at that as a positive thing. Trust me. I was miserable. It was sad. I didn't understand why I couldn't find the perfect person for me, and why it was so difficult. Everyone else found their ideal partner. I found someone who was so toxic. Why did this have to happen? Now, in my 40s, I'm just now understanding. And I'm not saying it's going to take you that long. I just tried to avoid the lessons. But, you know, the universe will help us find them. But now I'm understanding why I had to go through what I went through. I'm breaking cycles of toxic patterns in my family that have been going on for generations. And it's stopping here. But that's not going to happen easily, right? If you've spent thousands and thousands of years creating these patterns, it's not going to break overnight. And when you're the one in your family who's choosing to get healthy and to break all of these patterns, it can be a painful and tough thing. But I applaud you because it's an important thing. So meditation is a really great way to not only de-stress, but you can also do a little bit of self-reflection during your meditation. And again, really, really hone in on what you really want. What's going to make you happy? That's what you need to focus on. Create a vision board. I need to go back and revisit mine, but I used to do vision boards and I loved just taking time out and I did it on Pinterest. I would just create a board on Pinterest, my home, and I would take pictures of the dream home that I wanted by the beach, put it there. I would create a vision board for my career. What do I want that to look like? And within it, I put quotes about authors because I wanted to write a book. And you know what? Those things happened. The things that I focused on The vision board is a chance to help you be creative and to tap into a different future that you would want for yourself. And it's a way to remind yourself too, like this is what you're working for. This is what you want. It helps you to keep focused on those goals. So when you're questioning the change, say to yourself, this is what I'm working for and it's going to take change for me to get there. 
talk to people that you can count on, whether it's friends or family. You can express how you're feeling. Sometimes people have great advice, but sometimes you just need someone to listen. I have people who will reach out to me and just talk to me. They don't really necessarily want me to give them any advice. They just want me to listen. And sometimes that's all I need to. I'll reach out to someone and say, hey, I'm just having a rough day and there's nothing you can do about it, but I just need someone to hear me. I just need someone to listen. We have to be able to express how we're feeling because if we bottle all of that up, it just causes us to become miserable. Talking to someone can help to alleviate any shame, or stress, or anxiety that you're feeling. And it helps you to understand you're not alone. You're not the only person going through this. Everyone experiences this. Everyone. When I lost my mom, I had so many people come forward and say, yeah, I lost my mom and it's awful and this is what I go through. I appreciate those people who came forward and said that because it helps me to understand I'm not alone and that if those people can survive this and get through it, so can I. So you see through example that, hey, this happens to people all of the time. People lose jobs all of the time. People go through divorce all of the time. Relationships don't always work. You're not alone. And the good news is you'll get through it and it's going to be okay. And most of the time, you come out even better on the other side when you take the time to understand what was the lesson. Because often, there's a very glaring lesson in what happens. Sometimes it's that we need to be putting ourselves first. Sometimes we need to slow down. Sometimes we need to be with people who treat us better. The lesson's going to be different for every person, but there is a lesson there. If you are afraid of the future and change, set little goals for yourself. And then you can slowly move towards those goals. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to make this major shift in my life by this amount of time. You don't have to have such lofty goals. In fact, sometimes when you set goals that are too high for yourself, You don't reach those goals and so you feel like a failure and you quit and give up. Start small. What's one or two things you can do each and every day that you can check off your list and say, I did it and feel great about it. Like today, I'm just going to take three minutes to meditate. And then when you do it, you're like, "Ah, I did it. That was me this morning. I said, I'm going to work out. And I didn't say I'm going to work out for two hours because I knew I'd be like, I don't want to do that and quit. So I'm just going to work out. I'm just going to pick a video. I'm going to work out. I worked out for like 30 to 40 minutes. I felt great afterwards and I accomplished something which made me feel even better. I'm checking things off my list, which made me feel better. It doesn't have to be a grand thing. Take time to slowly move towards those things that you can accomplish. Be mindful about it and be conscientious about what you want to achieve. And then avoid avoidance. This is a big one because when you feel depressed or anxious, you don't want to do anything. You just want to lay in bed, cover up your head, just sit and watch TV, just zone out, disconnect because being present feels so empty and it feels 
terrible. I will never forget when I was married. I didn't want to get out of bed every morning. I did not want to get out of bed. I didn't want to face my day because I was so miserable. And I felt like if I could just stay in bed, not have to face the world, it would be a better place. And what snapped me out of it was I realized I had to be there for my kids and it wasn't fair for them to have that kind of mom. So I had to make myself snap out of it and take action. And the action that I had to take was I had to leave a very toxic relationship, which I was completely scared to do because I did not know what my ex would do. I knew he would try to get revenge. I didn't know how. I didn't know what to do, but I knew I had to do something because I could not continue living the way that I was living. And that's why I wrote my book, Beautifully Broken. I wrote that book to tell my story and to show others that you can do anything. You can get through anything. It took me a long time to heal, but I found all of these tools that helped me heal. And I wanted to put together a blueprint to help anyone who's struggling with loss, loss of any kind. It doesn't even have to be a breakup of a relationship. It just be any kind of loss, loss of a job, loss of a loved one to get you to heal with more grace and ease and in a faster time than I did because it took me a long time. And that's why I wrote that book. You have to stop avoiding situations. Avoiding necessary change can lead to a buildup of stress and it leads to harmful situations. Fear of the unknown is often more anxiety provoking than it really needs to be. We make up scenarios in our head of everything that could possibly happen. And most of the time, those are just stories. Those things would never even actually happen. Instead of looking at what could happen as a negative thing, reframe it as an invitation that new possibilities could bring in beautiful things. Even though I'm dealing with this, even though I lost my job, a better one's coming in. One that I love and that I can't wait to get up in the morning to go to. Even though I lost that relationship, a better one is coming in. You know, the universe will never take things away from you without replacing them. And I know that sounds like a lot of BS to some of you out there going, but what if it's the last loved one? I get that. And that person can't be replaced physically. But the universe will bring in a tribe to help you get through it. And I've seen that in my own life. People will step up and want to be there for you and If you let them and if you allow it, if you are really struggling, you might want to seek help. If this depression and anxiety becomes crippling and you just can't even live your life, please seek help. And there are a lot of ways you can seek help through counseling or coaching. A lot of people are trained to specifically help you in these areas. Don't try to do it by yourself. There's so many ways to get help. Don't allow the fear of what could be keep you stuck. We have to find balance in our life. And that means when the death card comes out and something comes to an end, we have to learn how to deal with it and to balance it so that we can get to that rebirth, the new life, 
the new miracles that God's bringing into your life, that the universe and the divine wants you to experience this beautiful newness. It's like spring, right? We see this in nature all the time. Winter comes in and I dread winter more than anything because I live where it gets cold and I hate it. The leaves fall and everything looks dead. It's gray and I just, ugh, I dread it. I don't like the winter. But then the spring comes in and with it comes new hope because the grass starts springing up, flowers start blooming, and everything around starts looking beautiful. The weather gets nicer. We have sunny days that are in the 70s and sitting in the sunshine feels so good. There's hope. And then summer, my favorite time of the year, comes. What I'm trying to tell you is that we all have to go through those cycles. We have to go through the winter of our lives. But then the spring and summer are behind it that are beautiful and bring so much hope. And that can happen for you too. So don't allow yourself to get stuck. Know that change is necessary. Without change, we would never experience the blessings in our lives. We wouldn't know that I lost that job and it seemed like such a bad thing at the time, but now this wonderful and amazing new job came along and I never thought that was possible. Be open to what could come into your life. Don't stay stagnant and avoid change. Embrace it. Embrace the possibility of what could be. All right, guys. Well, I wanted to pull a card for you today, and the card I pulled is from my deck, Divine Whispers, which is still available on my website. It is Rest Your Weary Head. You are busy. You are constantly going in every direction right now. The universe wants you to slow down, relax, take some time for yourself. It's so important to get a good night's sleep every evening. Your body is a miraculous and amazing vessel that needs time to recharge. Be sure to set some time aside before you go to bed to unwind. Do a quick meditation, take a hot bath, read a little out of a good book. Do something to release from the day's tension. Before your head hits the pillow, be sure to thank the universe for all of the amazing things that happen during the day like having a pillow to rest your head on. Remember that there are people who only dream about being where you are. There's a little prayer that goes with this, and it's creator of all that is. I want to thank you for the awesome blessings that flowed into my life today. I can't wait to see what tomorrow has in store for me. Thank you for the rest that is allowing my body to, to recharge, rejuvenate, and restore my energy. I know that I'm going to have beautiful dreams tonight. All right, guys. Well, I love that. And I want to thank you so much for being here with me today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. Sharing my podcast is the greatest compliment you can pay me. And if you want to work with me, you can go to melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the services I offer. You can book directly from the website. And if you would like to be a Patreon member, you can go to my Patreon page and there, if you sign up, you get two extra episodes per week. Or if you sign up for the top tier, which is $10 a month, you'll also get readings, guided meditations, and videos of the guests that I have on my show. 
I hope you guys have a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.